everybody. This is Guardian News Editor Katie Krasniak here, and welcome back to another episode of Raider Report. Today, I am joined once again by Social Media Manager Holly Hewlett. What's up? And Sports Reporter Noah Kindig. Hey, everyone. So, what have y'all been doing since we recorded last? Oh, so much. I, you know, had a busy week last week. I think a lot of people did. I was hearing a lot of crazy stories about schedules last week and I you know didn't even remember it was Monday today so that's how my day is going. Holly Holly and I had a little realization at about uh, noon today that it was Monday and that we had podcasts to record at four so that's how today's going. Yep. Noah what about you? Been a little crazy. Uh, Yeah I think everybody had like exams because it's the end of week four week five so everybody's starting to have like their first exams. I had a couple exams to do last week uh, but I got the chance to head down and watch the Cincinnati Reds with some of the people here from the radio station who we have the nice studio to record in. Yeah. There you go. At least you had a well not that my weekend wasn't fun. Um, For those of you who don't know I'm part of WSU Bowling and we just had our first tournament this last weekend. Um, Both JV teams won. I know both varsity teams did well but I can't remember numbers off the top of my head. Uh, sorry, fellow bowlers. Please don't be mad at me. Um, but I lost my voice a little bit over the weekend. So we're going to see how this goes today. <laughs> Alrighty. So, yeah, it seems like we all had a lot going on this weekend. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a lot going on this week on campus, which yes. is going to lead us into a brand new segment called What's Going On on Campus. Nice and simple. Yeah. We keep it very straightforward with the names around here so far. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. It makes it easy to compartmentalize. Nothing too fancy. Right. We're not We're not bougie people. No. We're not bougie <laughs> So, uh, main thing really going on right now is this week is homecoming. Now, Holly, I think you are the only one out of the three of us that has actually experienced a right state homecoming. So yes and no. So I transferred here in fall of 2019. Okay. Um. So yes, I was here for an in-person homecoming when we had it. However, I was very disconnected from campus and I didn't really do anything. So I didn't really know much about homecoming okay. or what it entailed. So this is technically like my first time experiencing homecoming since I didn't do it two years ago. Like I didn't do anything with it two okay years ago. and then noah and i both started at Wright state fall 2020 yep so uh we all know how 2020 went yep i don't think i need to go into much detail there how, how was homecoming run did, did we have a court and there wasn't just anything i'm person, not sure we did anything we? last year i feel like a I terrible person but i don't remember <laughs> yeah i could be wrong but i'm not sure we did anything i don't remember i know that there was talks about some virtual stuff but Little freshman Katie doesn't recall much <laughs> of anything. No. Um, especially with how small the news team was last year. Uh, homecoming was definitely not my main focus. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do know that this year we have a lot going on. Um, today was the sashing ceremony and the chi- the wow, chidewalk. Katie can't talk. The uh, chalking ceremony, which Holly, yes. you went to that this morning. I went to you? both of those. Okay. I, went and I went out and... Uh, saw everything that people were chalking it was super cool people are crazy talented with chalk I cannot draw anything um but everything that they put out there was super cute and then I also was at the sashing event today I actually announced all of the homecoming court which was super fun um and got some cool pictures and videos during that and it was a really really fun experience we and love- there's so much more going on for the rest of this week as okay. well we love Dylan throwing you on the spot for that one yeah that was fun <laughs> did you go to Festival of Flight this weekend I was out of town I was, I was, as well, I yeah. was working so I did not go Darn. but I heard it was fun it yeah. looked amazing the setup that they had in the um, student union parking lot just right out here looked really cool yeah. I was to say 
I was in the student union when they started setting it up like Thursday, Friday. So I saw the beginning of the setup process. I was gone Saturday, Sunday, and then today they're taking it down. So I saw the setup. I saw the takedown, but I never actually got to see the final product. <laughs> it, was really cool yeah. to see, it was really cool to see the setup because I saw the final product on like social media. And mm-hmm. stuff. So it was really cool to see like the setup. And then like when I was at home and I checked and I saw like the final product and music. and it was great. Interesting. And there's still so many things going on this week. I think... I am probably most excited for that chili cook-off. I know The Guardian is participating in it. Yes, they are. Um, I definitely would not say no to being a taste tester for that. Um, (laughs) Your girl loves some chili. That's just me, though. Um, We also have things like the parade, the coronation, right day to give, college radio day. What are you guys looking forward to? I was really looking forward to the sashing of the court today. That was, like, my favorite thing because I knew I was going to be there and mm-hmm. a bunch of my friends are on the court and so I just loved getting to see all of that so I plus I um, am busy the rest of this week and I can't <laughs> go to anything else so I'm going to be pretty busy for this week too but I think the chili cook-off is one I'm going to probably try to pop in yeah and see who wins root for the guardian you know right Gotta represent. well I know this week on the sports side as well is pretty interest or pretty yeah pretty, pretty jam-packed for you this week Noah yeah uh, a lot of sports are in like Horizon League season stuff now, so I'm trying to make as many games as I can and stay on top of schoolwork and things. So it's busy, but I'm getting there. There you go. And then looking ahead just a little bit, um, we have Wright Brothers Day coming up as well. Um, that'll be on October 5th, so right before the next episode of Raider Report comes out. Um, we don't necessarily know a ton about what's planned for this year's Wright Brothers Day, um, really all I could find so far is that there will be some sort of event in the atrium the morning of. Yes, there is. I, I will be there because I am part of that organization. Yeah. There is an event, uh, 11 to 2 in the atrium, which will be very fun. I'm not sure what's going to be there, but you should come out because it's going to be amazing. Everybody go hunt for Holly. Yes. Everybody Holly, come, just come find me. <laughs> just put your name tag on, on your head. Oh yeah, for sure. Everyone will find you. Yeah, I got you. Only go to Wright Brothers Day for Holly. Uh, yes, exactly. Get, get your selfie with Holly. <laughs> <laughs> and then post it on social and tag us. <laughs> yes. Alrighty. So then speaking of socials, I think that's going to take us into our next segment. Um, we introduced a segment last week called Am I the Bad Guy? And we asked you guys to reach out to us a little bit on social to give us some story ideas. Um, I know... Holly, I believe this week's episode is, or segment is also going to probably be from Reddit, correct? It is, yes. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and dive right into that, but stay tuned for a little bit more info on how you can get involved with that segment on social media. Okay, so for this week, am I the bad guy? I'm a 21-year-old woman from a middle-class family. I have been aware of our lack of money since I was young, so I never asked for anything, and I would always try to be a good daughter, but I can't do anything about my personality. I'm very shy and reserved. I wanted to surprise them with good news, taking a college entrance exam in secret, and I passed. I was over the moon, and I was crying when I got the news, but when I told my parents, they didn't react as I expected. My sister started yelling at me, saying, why why was I going to college and that I should learn from her? She never went to college. Uh, not to be greedy. I thought, surely she is in shock and is happy for me, but confused. My mom and dad were saying that I couldn't go and that I needed to work to help to pay the bills. And I've always been working and helping around the house. I don't consider myself a bad person. So my plan was to do half time and help a little bit less. But they didn't understand. They kicked me out so I could think about it. And now I'm in my friend's house and everyone is telling me to do what they told me. That they are my parents and they know what is best for me. 
that God stipulated that we should be respectful and not cause them pain. But what about me? What about my, my dreams? Am I the bad guy because I want to study? I don't think so. I don't think so. This <laughs> I don't think so. This one's definitely a bit of a thinker. Yeah. For sure. Because I understand absolutely wanting to, like, do what your parents say, pleasing your parents. Um, I have a fantastic relationship with my parents, and I don't want to do anything to jeopardize that. So, like, I would not want to go against what they said. If I were this in this situation, I would not want to go against my parents. But at the same time, she's a 21-year-old woman. She mm-hmm. is a grown adult. Right. She can make her own decisions. And the biggest thing has to come down to uh, things like scholarships. I, I know that she's 21, but I don't know what she's getting in terms of scholarships or if she's looking at financial help, like taking out college loans from a bank and things like that. So <laughs> when it come out of her parents' pocket, if it's not coming out of your parents' pocket, it's all on you. And that's fine. They shouldn't be mad about that. If it is coming out of their pocket, then that's something that you have to talk to them about and obviously get their permission because it's coming out of their pocket. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, right off the bat, I want to say they're not the bad guy. But, again, there's that bit of info that we're still kind of missing. Yeah. Like, the the writer didn't specify, well, are they asking their parents to cover it? Are right. they getting a loan? Like, there's yeah. that little bit of info like that. I think deep down, I want to say they're probably not the bad guy, but it just depends on the cost and where that cost is coming from. Yes, exactly. I would have to agree. If, but it, I if also... it's a private college and that money's coming out of your parents and you're trying to get that money to come out of your parents' pocket, yeah. That's right. Happen. Yeah. I also think like, like she's still offering to help out around the house with bills, yes. which is not her job at all. She doesn't have to do that. She's 21 years old. If she wants to move out, she can move out and live her own life. Mm-hmm. But she's still offering, so maybe it's a little bit less than it was, but why is that, like, such a big deal to these parents? Mm-hmm. And the vibe that I – the thing that continues to make me want to say that they're not the bad guy is the way that the story is written makes me think that this is probably a scenario where the writer is going to community college. They're only going to go part-time. They took the entry exam at 21 – which nothing wrong with going to college at 21, 22. That is not at all what I'm implying. Yeah. The way that the story is written and that details are implied makes me think that this is a case of the writer wants to get out of the situation they're in. They want to make a better life for themselves. They are starting where they can where they can start. Yeah. So that kind of makes me think that this is a scenario where somebody is going to try to do the bare minimum at community college that they can afford to do while also trying to maintain the majority of the responsibilities that they have to maintain as is. And there's nothing wrong. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. I mean. Yeah. We want to know what you guys think. So DM us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, what you think. And also, while you're at it, send us your own stories, Am I the Bad Guy? And we will read them on our podcast and figure it out. Everything will be kept confidential, so we won't be, like, saying your name and you know, putting you in some deep water, wherever. But we we want to hear from you guys. Yeah. And like uh, I like we said last week, we are news reporters. It is our job to report on Wright State. So if you have a tip as well, and maybe a story, maybe, you know, tell us what you think. Give us a story. And, hey, give us a tip about something going on at Wright State that you think maybe we should write about. And speaking of our jobs, I believe it's my job to report on our next topic. Yes. Nice little. Wow. That, was that was a was very slick. smooth. Thank you. Noah. That was smooth, Noah. Thank Go you. ahead and take us away with your segment uh, yeah, for this week. I believe this will be a new segment for us. I hope it can come back every week because I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, usually I spend a lot of my day uh, talking about right state sports. But for this, I want to talk about kind of interesting sports. 
going on around the world. Uh, the Olympics and Paralympics happened about a year late. Uh, I was sad about it, but they still got to happen. So, hey. Yes. Um, and whenever I watch the Paralympics, there's always a few things that, like, stick out to me as amazing stories. Uh, and I want to share two of those with you guys today. Uh, the first one is a table tennis player named Ibrahim Hamadou uh, from Egypt. And his disability is that he plays table tennis without any hands. He has oh. a specially fitted paddle that he fits in his mouth. I'm going to show a video here to Holly and Katie. You can play it if you like. Uh, but he has no hands. He serves by throwing the ball up with his right foot and hitting the ball with his mouth across the table. Like that. Oh, wow. If you want to look this up, it's... No, just look up like no armed table tennis player on YouTube and you can watch him rally back and forth as he holds the ping pong paddle in his mouth without any hands. That, that is, is interesting. And not and not only does he play like that, uh, a few years back he won a world championship for table tennis for Paralympians. He's never won an Olympic gold, but he has won a world championship for table tennis playing like that. Interesting. Wow. Um, and his story, if you ever read it, I believe NBC News did a piece on it, was... The only reason that he plays ping pong was because in his village, you had two sports to choose. You had soccer and you had table tennis. And everybody said, well, he's going to play soccer because he doesn't have hands. And he said, well, I'm going to play ping pong. And now <laughs> he's a Paralympian and he plays ping pong. I love that. I love that. That's, That's amazing. That's an amazing story. Yeah. And for my second one that I want to share uh, from the Paralympics, whenever I watch the Olympics or the Paralympics, it always makes me realize like there's these so many cool sports out there that I haven't tried and I want to play. Like, I want, like, when I'm watching on the screen, I want to be in the game, and I want to play the sport. Mm -hmm. The top of my list for this Olympics was a sport called goalball, if you have never heard of it, which I hadn't uh, before recently. Basically, imagine a volleyball court. There are two goals on each side that are pretty low uh, and stretch the entire width of the court. The way that the game is played is two teams are on each side, and they throw the ball trying to score a goal. The catch is every single player is wearing a blindfold. And the only way that you can block the ball from going into your goal is by hearing where the ball bounces and getting in the way of the ball before it's scored by your team. Yeah. Wow. I'm so I am so clumsy, I wouldn't even need a blindfold. And so I'm showing a clip of them. Just look up goal ball, G O A L ball, and you can watch. Oh wow. Olympic athletes playing goal ball. <laughs> Yo, I want to see. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So you can see they're blindfolded and they pass the ball into the other team's goal and they try to block it by hearing where the ball bounces on the ground. Interesting. And stopping. And a big part about this is uh, we're watching the gold medal uh, match right now and Team USA won gold in this event. So let's hey, go. let's go. Team hey, USA. Yes. So yeah, there's always so many interesting sports in the Olympics and mm -hmm. Paralympics that I want to watch or I just want to join in and play because they look so fun. And this was definitely the top of my list. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like week. fun. I have I I've never really ventured out in Olympic sport watching because mm -hmm. I grew up swimming and so pretty much the only sport I watched during the Olympics or the Paralympics was swimming because mm -hmm. that's the only one that I really cared about. Yeah, <laughs> so. I was always the kid that you could put me in front of the couch with like an Olympic programming for seven hours and I would just sit there and just stare <laughs> at the TV for hours and just watch the Olympics. I could watch yeah. I could watch swimming for hours. I don't know about other sports. I don't know enough about other sports right. to be able to like be fully engaged and so I was just a I was just a swim nerd. No. So I, as a kid, uh, was a bowler, which not an Olympic sport. I actually, fun fact, growing up, I also swam. Um, I was a YMCA swim teacher for a while. And so I would also find myself not really paying attention to, like, specifics, but 
Uh, I would watch swimming on the Olympics now and then. For some reason, I was always fascinated with gymnastics. Um, I've never been a gymnast, but the in- amount of effort they have to go through and yes. training and all of that has always just really fascinated me. But the Olympics as a whole are just very, and the Paralympics are just very fascinating to get into. Yeah, I have to agree. I did start watching gymnastics this year because I, I don't know, I felt like it, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know literally anything. You got the extra year of anticipation. Yeah, you had to watch I had to watch, it. you know, what I could. And I know literally nothing about gymnastics. Uh, my cousin does gymnastics. She's pretty good. I don't, I don't know. She likes it, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> But I I watched a little bit of gymnastics this year because I thought it was really entertaining, even mm-hmm. though I don't know much about it. Yeah. So uh, on the subject of interesting sports, uh, this will probably be a recurring segment every week. At least I hope it is because I have a lot of fun looking at stuff like this. But if you have <laughs> a sport that you'd like us to cover, maybe you've played an interesting sport before. Or maybe you just saw something on Twitter or whatever it may be and you'd like to see us react to it. Send me a DM and I'll put it on here. Uh, otherwise, there's a lot more interesting sports to come. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's really fascinating to me when it comes to the Paralympics, um, I have a different perspective than I feel like a lot of us do. Um, I have an older brother who's autistic. And oop, that sorry to anyone who just heard my nail hit the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I have an older brother who's autistic. And he has his random hyperfixations over the years, you know. And his three biggest hyperfixations have probably always been WWE wrestling, basketball, and bowling. Although, <laughs> I, granted, baseball is becoming one of them, but that's beside the point. But, like, the only sports he's really ever gotten into playing are basketball and bowling. So it's always really fascinating to me to see um, just how he gets when he does play. Like, he he doesn't understand how dribbling and stuff works, but, like, that kid's barely taller than me, and he will spend hours making three-point shots when we're at my aunt's and stuff like that. So yeah. talking about the Paralympics and stuff like that has just always always kind of pulled some little heartstrings within me because I always wonder, like, oh, could there be a possibility for an even wider range of Paralympic sports that and we have now four people like my brother who might not be able to – necessarily comply with some of the stricter rules of the game but have certain aspects of the game that they understand and just vibe with and i think the beauty of the paralympics is a way the olympics is the best of the best but for me paralympics are what real athletes are they're people that overcome difficulty people that overcome strife and trouble to produce something truly beautiful yeah that's what the paralympics is all about absolutely all righty folks i believe that that is pretty much all the time that we have for today uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this week's Raider Report. Uh, before we go, uh, it is time for this week's question. This week's question is going to be, what is a talent or skill you wish you could learn? Um, kind of fitting, considering the topic that we just ended on. But uh, <laughs> Noah, you got anything you want to share? Uh, other than, of course, these amazing Paralympic sports, because whenever I watch them, I always want to jump in the game and learn them. Uh, for me, I'd probably always want to learn like a tiny bit of magic tricks like to impress people with whether it's at like a job interview or at a party because i feel like whenever i see magicians they always seem to have like such good conversation starters like doing a magic trick is such a good way to get like somebody to be your friend and be like that's fun i like that um a skill i would like to learn is ice skating i think it's so much fun like i see people go out every winter and like go ice skating and it's super cute mm-hmm. and i've always loved like watching like people be really good at it yeah. and it's been fun and I 
I'm just very uncoordinated, and I don't know how well that would work out. But I used to take um, ice skating lessons as a child, and my parents would always joke that it was more like ice screaming lessons instead of ice skating because um, the very few times that I did get on the ice, I would just scream the entire time and not (laughs) actually skate. So that is something I would now as an adult like to learn how to do. (laughs) Oh, my God. That makes me think of the totally random side thought. But that makes me think of the One Direction Night Changes music video (laughs) where Harry and your name are skating and then y'all just kind of crash and you have a broken foot and he's got a broken elbow. That randomly came (laughs) to my mind. But yes, I would love to go <laughs> ice skating with Harry Styles if that's what you're asking me. Okay, but like who wouldn't? Um, so Harry, if you're out there listening, hit me up. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would probably say, um, call me boring, but a skill that I've always wanted to pick up on would probably be crocheting. Um, call me grandma, whatever. Um, I would love to be able to make my own like thick fuzzy blankets. Um, you see those people over TikTok making like giant crochet Pokemon and stuff. I would love to be able to do that. I have tried so many times. I just don't have the coordination for it at all. But if I had to pick something, that would probably what I would. I see people wear like like make like those shirt like the crop tops or whatever. Yeah, I think those are so cute. One of my friends makes those, and I'm like, girl, I do not know how you do that. That looks so challenging. <laughs> no, if I ever learn how to crochet, I will make a top specifically for you for that. So you can experience what Holly and I are talking about. Okay. We'll make you'll you'll make top. me a crop top? Yeah. I will make yeah, yeah, yeah. you a crochet right. crop top. Would you top. like one? I, I think I look very <laughs> ugly in a, croc, in a crop top. Oh, no, I think you no, uh, You would look great. Y'all, let us know on social media how would Noah look in a crochet crop top. I think Terrible. he would look great. <laughs> Terrible. Um, we'll see what the public says on that one. Yep. All right. Thank you, everybody, again for joining us. Special thank you to Holly and Noah for helping co-lead with me this of week. Of course. Absolutely. I'm Katie Krasniak signing off.